Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the matinee? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Harry J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you. That's my name. Yeah, let's go to the punk show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Here we go. It's the High Fives podcast episode 79. Michael. 79 seems like a big number. Yeah, it's uh it is a big number. It's it's one less than 80. So the math checks out. Yeah, it's uh nine more than 70. We've been doing this a long time, Mike. I know it surprises you every time I say, Mike, we've been doing this for eight years, and you go, nah, yes, because that's how you talk. It's kind of how I talk. (laughs) It was a fair impression. (laughs) And uh, you gave me a deeper voice, which I appreciate. You made me sound a little bit tougher. (laughs) You're a tough guy. I mean, when I look at you, that's that's what I think of. I think tough. That's right. Tough. Episode 79. It's the one and done episode. So a band that only ever put out one release. One and done. Yeah. Yeah. There are some caveats though, right? So like some bad. Oh, there's rules up. in place. Always rules, Mike. Why don't why don't you tell them about the rules? Well, you should tell them about the rules. But... All right. <laughs> you want me to do it? Yeah, you tell you, you you're the rule guy. I like to break the rules. I don't I like know to that dabble you do. in the gray area. I think I think I'm definitely the rule follower of the group here, but uh I think that you secretly love to follow rules. Like if Oh, I like the rules. Yeah. Okay. I need I need I need restrictions in my life. You need structure. You need discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Has to be running around naked. (laughs) And afraid. Always Um, afraid. So the rules, I I think the rules that we put in place for each other was um, a release is an EP or a full length. One or the other. It's not like, oh, they had an EP and then they did a full length. No, 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 no. Unless... Unless unless the EPs featured those songs. Right, right. Like a demo, yeah. basically, right? Or uh, singles, if they had some singles before the EP or, or the full length, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Singles before is fine. Singles after, fine. But one, either EP or full length record. Mike, let me tell you about a band that I thought about. Like this was the first band that popped into my head when we when we started talking about this topic. It was not (laughs) the Beatles. They're new and hot. (laughs) Believe it or not, they have more than one release. Paul's dead. Believe it or not. (laughs) Yeah, I guess if we had put the stipulation post Paul, (laughs) maybe then. No, I think they still had some more. Anyways, the the first band that came to mind, and I feel like I've tried to push this band on you before. To very little fanfare or even reception from you. Um, but the band that, that first came to mind was this band called Silent Drive. Have you ever listened to Silent Drive, Mike? I don't know now. Now All you right. put me on the spot. 
Well, they had. If you suggested least, it, I probably didn't. Didn't, yeah. yeah. So they had at least one member, if not members, of Bane in it, which you know, like would would give some some notoriety to the band, I suppose. In two thousand four, they released uh, an album called "Love Is Worth It." Uh, only th- there was only a demo before. It was four songs. Those four songs are on this full length, so it it, it falls into the rules. It, it abides, Mike. Mm-hmm. It abides. Underrated band. And uh, I mean, they even had a song on Burnout 3, the video game Burnout 3. You heard, have you played that, Mike? I it's have an EA, not. It's an EA Games game. Huh. I've never played it either. I, I've never even heard of it, but yeah, <laughs> I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was worth mentioning. You sounded so confident. I was like, wow. We got a gamer Anyways, on our hands. 2004, this, that album comes out. Never hear from them again. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Fast forward almost 20 years. I looked just the other day. They have a brand new record coming out in June. <laughs> it was like no they one knew. can stay broken up, man. No one. It was like they knew. And then here's another band that came to mind. I thought for sure. And, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, of course I knew that. I know you are, but I'll be able to read your face. I'll be able to tell if you're lying or not. Animal Chin, did you know that they had more than one? Yes, I did know what? that. I think they have three. At least there's there's more than one. I thought I thought that was a lock. Um, I have and two, it, of and them it's for not. Sure. Huh? Are the others good? Like the only one I have is is the one. The, the I mean, one? obviously it's there's, like a there's album, more right? than one. Yeah, it's like twenty years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. The other one was good too. Same sort of the same sort of sound. You know, huh. they're very difficult to find online though, which is interesting. It is interesting. It's like very interesting. I, I do too. We talked about him a little bit in the ska episode that we did with, with our pal, Aaron Karn. Mm-hmm. Can we call him our pal? Do you think? I don't know. I feel like he we never got back I... to us on the Doug and the slugs question. Maybe we, maybe we irked him with Doug and the slugs. He's got his own podcast now. He's too cool for us. <laughs> we did mention them on that, that podcast and I, or that episode, I should say. Um, and I thought, Oh yeah, that's a lock. And it's not a lock, Mike, but I did. So I always thought that name was weird. Um, and I didn't, I didn't realize what it was until a video, my friend. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a location, right? From a Bones Brigade video. Yeah. Yeah. Searching for Animal Chin. Yeah. I, I mean, it was above my head. That's like the pinnacle of like skate videos. When you were a kid, you never heard about that. It was like the holy grail of like finding Mike, skate videos. I just didn't retain this stuff. Like this stuff just didn't, I didn't watch it a thousand times. I, I never, just watched I've never it seen like, it. <laughs> I've never seen it. It was like the Holy Grail. Like you couldn't find it. People Your would... words just a moment ago were, dude, you haven't seen that? <laughs> <laughs> like you have, you have worn out four VHS copies of it. No, it was like, it was like one of those things like you'd heard about, like, that's the skate video you got to get. And yeah. Do you remember when there used to, oh, I don't even know if, how to explain this, but there used to be a skate store and I feel like it was skaters, but it wasn't skaters like we knew it. And it was yeah. in Acadia and it used to be right behind my, my elementary school. So I used to go there and I always asked for it because I kept hearing about how awesome this thing was like from like guitar magazines and stuff like like or just randomly from like older, my, maybe my uncle or something like that. And I looked for it like I, I like wanted to, I wanted to think I was so cool that I would know this, but no, never found it. But I do know about it from Bones Brigade, like the Bones Brigade documentary and stuff like that. They mentioned it in the Tony Hawk one again here. Yes. Did you see uh, Till the Wheels Fall Off? Yes, it's so good. It is so good. 
I learned a lot about Tony Hawk there. Yeah, like the thing, I mean, there's lots to like about the documentary, but one of the things that I pulled from it was like, you know, Tony Hawk always came across as like such a uh, a do-gooder. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I always thought that maybe that was his biggest problem in skateboarding was, you know, because he was like this do-gooder. And they, they addressed that in the beginning, right? Yeah. Like with his dad and all that kind of stuff. But like then later in life, like, you know, when he's talking about like, you know, the infidelity and living like a rock star and like all this stuff. And it was just like, oh shit, you weren't like the 80s sitcom we all thought you were. Yeah, that's what can, I was shocked on that. As a kid, that would be the skater I, I knew was Tony Hawk. Sure. Because you just heard his name. Like, sure. again, not seeing him much, but like he was in um, Gleam in the Cube and things like that. Like, you knew Tony Hawk was. And I just assumed because skateboarding was cool again when we were in high school. And like towards the end of junior high and like, again, Tony Hawk was around. So I just assumed he just stuck and made, was, well, you stuck with it, obviously, but I assumed he was still making money, whatever. And like right. living off it, like showing how much he lost and then like got it back. Also, and then some an insane amount of money for the Tony Hawk video game. When yeah. he said that amount, I was like, my mind went like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But like, it was, it was so get a video to- game. Named after yeah. you and that's yeah. the way. <laughs> burnout three, Mike. Let's go back to burnout three. <laughs> but the other thing too was like it was interesting hearing from, you know, his son Riley, who definitely has a different experience through that whole family dynamic than anybody else, you know, being, you know, the son from Tony's first marriage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there was like that there there seemed to be kind of a weird vibe there. Like, did you pick up on that at all? Like just like there I, seemed to be some like I don't know. It's it, it the way that he talked about his dad definitely set a new layer in in kind of that discussion. Yeah. Again, uh, I always have this squeaky clean image of Tony Hawk, so it's totally. kind of it, that was kind of weird about it. He also came across like less of a superhero and more of like right. a human, which is right. awesome too. Because you're like, man, like the amount he puts into everything and like, yeah, the injuries and like. The mistakes and like how he struggles with everything was pretty awesome. Like to, to see that broken down was yeah. impressive, I thought. Yeah. To switch back to our thing, the one band I thought of was Guns and Wankers. Right. And I was like, okay, yeah, they put out the one album. Again, shocked to find out they did not put out the one album. They have two albums and a bunch of seven inches. But those seven inches compile both those albums. So does that count? I thought that was a gray area. So the seven inches compile the two albums that yep. are what EPs like they've got to well, be no. what, five songs a piece. No. So the, the first album has 10 songs, which is all three, seven inches. That's the first album. The fat has, records, the fat records album has yeah. two of the seven inches, which is eight songs. Okay. So there's missing two songs from one of the seven inches, which is interesting. So I always just assumed that like that, Fat Records album was that's it. How many songs are on the seven inches? Three on each. I don't. What's what's the math on there? Six. Seven. Well, no, there must be well, four. There's got to be more. There must be three. four because there's eight songs on oh. the eight songs four. on the Fat release, right? All right. So that's and there's ten. So the metal, those, the EPs got to be seven. There's sorry, the seven inches got to be EPs. So as as we're talking about this. It's a gray area. I, I, I'm just going to say that. I'll allow it, but it's a gray area. Well, I didn't go with it because of that, but that was my All first right. go-to pick. And I, I think I even texted you, I'm like, that's some low-hanging fruit, but it's like too good to pass up. I didn't even think of it. Huh? I didn't even that's think of it That's the first once. one that came to my head. That's, huh. I, that's stand by that maybe being 
top three fat releases. Wow. It's it's so good. It's good. I, I don't know. Um I, I don't think I share the the enthusiasm that many do for that album. It doesn't mean I don't like it. Doesn't mean I think it's it's less than. It's just I, I don't have the, the same enthusiasm. I, I would don't think I'd give it a top three. Oh, well, all right. Well, I'm, I'm more of a top it. five kind of guy. Okay. Why don't you start a podcast? <laughs> You might have been listening to Guns and Wankers recently, but let me tell you what I've been listening to recently. Ooh, that's um, a segue. You like that? <laughs> that, was, that was money. You pocket that one. I know we don't talk about pot, other podcasts on our podcast. We don't, we don't typically drag that into what we've been listening to, but I have been listening to this podcast pretty exclusively for the last little while. So I felt like it fit. It It's on brand, Mike. You know, I'm not going to talk about some NPR podcast or anything like that. Uh, it's the Vagrant Records podcast, the uh, 25 Years on the Street. Have you been listening to that at all? I have not. It came up in the chat. I think, shout out Vince. I think it was Vince. Uh, talked about it a little while back, so I, I thought I'd check it out. And I, I'm really digging it. It's just got a lot of stuff I just didn't know, or like bands that... I never associated with Vagrant Records that were on Vagrant Records. Um, I think I just kind of didn't pay attention to their roster. And so there were kind of, a, there's there's been a lot of surprises, I guess, um, for me, like as I navigate through it. Um, and there's some really great things that, you know, Vagrant's doing right now, like with the 25, uh, 25 year anniversary, I just got my hands on two uh two different albums, uh, vinyl albums of uh, Rocket from the Crypt, which are super hard to come by. So super stoked that uh, that Vagrant's doing that. Local Anyways, Legends? <laughs> local Legends, Rocket from the Crypt, exactly. Hometown Heroes. <laughs> oh, that's a better Rocket one from him. the Crypt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. Like there's, there's a lot on there. So Matt Pryor hosts the whole thing. That's interesting. Um, which is kind of interesting. And it doesn't, it doesn't translate like a lot of kind of, podcasts that are hosted by musicians comes across like there is definitely some like kind of back and forth or you know uh uh jokes that that we're not really in on but like it doesn't feel like the whole thing's like that and it feels like he's got this come like this instant camaraderie with a lot of the the people in it that would be interesting because i was really into a lot of the vagrant bands and i always just never really knew much about the label like up until then like i knew about like you knew about fat records you knew about epitaph you knew yeah what Asian Man Records was doing. Like there was like a figurehead. Totally. That was running in. Like you knew like stuff about Victory and how Victory was sketchy, or you knew that like Drive Through Records was a little bit sketchy and stuff like that. Yeah. But you never really heard it. Vagrant just seemed to pop out of nowhere, in my opinion. Like that that five year on the streets comp was the first time I'd ever heard Vagrant. And I think mm -hmm. Blink and Face to Face were on it and like the get up kids and I, that's probably why I picked it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's uh it's been interesting to kind of like go back through, you know, 20 years ago, I guess, right? Like mm -hmm. in in a with with a completely different perspective and just kind of finding out new things. Uh second one on my list is uh Prince Daddy and the Hyena, uh self-titled record. Uh you turned me on to this one, Mike. And uh I really dig it. Like this is something I have I keep coming back to. It's got like it kind of starts out with this very like I don't know, nod to the Beach Boys, Queen, Jellyfish. Like it's got that kind of sound that it like opens up with, which is, you know, fairly like just 
a little bit odd, um, but kind of right up my alley. Uh, and then quickly kind of dips to an aggressive emo and kind of meanders back and forth, but like super eclectic record, lots of hooky melodies. Um, you know, one song is just kind of a complete departure from the next. Um, like I would say the majority kind of has like a bit of a swimmers or like new swears, like, like vibe to it. Like not, it doesn't sound like it, but there's that, that kind of vibe to it. Um, I did read that this is a, a concept album, uh, which I think oh, really? a couple I didn't really of their the albums con- are. I didn't catch the concept, but that doesn't so, necessarily mean anything. Listen to it from this perspective. The, the concept is about the meaning of death and the plot is inspired by the band's catastrophic van incident of 2018. And then the lead singer's month long stay in a psychiatric hospital and drugs. So and it's, drugs. It, it, it's, it's quite the journey, Mike, quite the journey. That's it. Yeah. So that's a band that has a lot of hype around them always. And I never okay. enjoyed. And this album is so good. Like it's another album, right? Yeah, like it's, it's an a, album. It, it's, it's really good. That's all you can say. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, number three, working my way through the list, a uh, band called Heart to Gold. Uh, the album is called Tom, just simply Tom. I don't know. Maybe shout out to MySpace. <laughs> maybe. MySpace making a comeback. <laughs> uh, it's their second full length. Uh, this is going to be a great sing-along record. Once I learn all the words, it's going to be a, a great sing-along record. I- I'm going to throw out a genre at you here, Mike, and, and you and you tell me if this is a genre, and <laughs> anthemic emo. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard it, but it works. Should we coin it right here? It's probably been coined, but let's do it. <laughs> I would say it's like mostly mid-tempo punk rock, um, just great hooks. Really great album. Like I keep coming back to this one. The the track the the album opener is it just sets up a great record. Have you listened to this one at all? I don't think so. All right. I. Heart to gold, Mike. Heart to gold. gold. Last one, uh, Wilhelm Scream. Oh, this is really good. Lose your delusion. Not use your illusion. Lose your delusion. It's different. Uh, This was a welcome surprise. I don't know if if it was for you as well, Um, but I, like, I've always liked Wilhelm Scream, um, but they're not like a go-to band for me. They're not something, somebody that I just kind of throw on at any opportunity, I guess. Um, they're also a band that I thought was from Canada. <laughs> so, Which is funny um, that they did a song about Canada on there. Yo, yo Canada. Yeah. It's like they were speaking right to me. Um, there's lots of quickness to this album, which is pretty standard, standard for this band. Um, and there's still lots of techie guitars, but I feel like that's kind of pushed to the back a little bit more, like throughout the album, like it's much more melody forward. Yeah, um, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I was like, right when you were about to say that, I was like, I think I like this album more because they've kind of ditched the tech a little bit. And yeah, like, yeah, it's more, it's easier on the ears, if that makes sense, which is totally fine. I mean, people love tech stuff and they're, they're, they're really good at it. But this one to me, just like, uh, it, it's just easier to listen to in the car <laughs> or something like that. Or I don't know if you got this too, but like, there's something that feels nostalgic about this record too. Like, even though it's brand new, there's something nostalgic about it. Like to me, it almost sounds like their first album's a little bit more like this, I think. Okay. And then it sounds like this should have been the album that followed up the first album. So I, right. I get what you're saying. Cause that would have came out what, like 2000 ish. 
Well, I feel like they've got to be around our age, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I feel like this came out in that right around that same time as that first or that second Thrice album kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. I think it's. I think it's uh, one of, if not their best. Michael, what have you been listening to? All right, Nathan, what have I been listening to? Uh, a band I always really like uh, put out an album, and I was not expecting it, and that's Elway. And the album nice. is The Best of All Possible Worlds. I just really like this band. I feel like they don't get a lot of respect. I'm not sure why, but like uh, I, I don't know. It's a great album. Red Scare put it out. That's probably a good sign for me anyways. Yep. Red Scare is pretty on the, on the ball. Um, if you like their last albums, this is like just a little bit better than their last album. And yeah, just a good one. Uh, have you listened to it? I have. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think you described it well. Yeah. Uh, another one is a band called Tree River and the album's Time Being. They're an emo band from Brooklyn, which kind of sounds like it's a hipster thing as it's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it's not really. They're... Uh, it's such a good album, like right off the bat, like it caught me right away. And in a, in a genre that's kind of getting flooded right now, like this, this emo revival stuff that's been going on for the last probably like five or six years, maybe more. It's kind of crowded. They kind of do something interesting without abandoning the genre, almost in a way that like when you listen to that origami angel last year, you're like, mm. you know what it's, what it's doing, but it sounds different, different enough that it's cool. Yeah. And that's what I felt with this album. Uh, another band I discovered on Bandcamp was a band called Vice Prez, and the album is Uger or Juger. I'm not really sure. They're a band from France, and as I was doing research for the podcast, I found out it's a project featuring members of Sport, which is ah. a band I really like. <laughs> so I was kind of surprised that it doesn't sound like Sport. It's a more of a fast punk rock, energetic album where sport was not that way, but really good. Worth checking out if you haven't checked it out. And the last one is the new Slackers album. Don't let the sunlight fool you. Yeah, nice, nice. Just a, a good album as as we head into spring and summer, if it ever gets warm. <laughs> but Totally. Uh, I just really like this album. Slackers put a standard Slackers album out, I guess. I don't know. They, they don't really sway too much from what they do, but they're good at it and... I just really there's enjoy a couple it. of there's a couple of really good singles on there too. Yeah, yeah. The list, Mike. One and done. In case you've forgotten, that's the list. One and done. Bands who did one album and they were done. Okay, okay. My first one. Maybe this is the only one that I, I'm worried that you chose as well. So to not have the same thing happen as last episode, I'm putting it. I'm putting it out first. Ooh. I'm jumping the queue. Well, I'm not jumping the queue. It's my turn. Yeah. But I, I'm going to. You're moving I'm in right strategic. away. I'm going to be strategic. Uh, my first album choice is a band called not Elway, Mike. It's not Elway. It's El Wood. Nice. With the album Lost in Transition that came out in 2011. So this is Chuck and Todd from the Mad Caddies. Um, this album is very much an extension of the caddies, but you know, like it's, it's a little bit different. It's, it's not far off, but it's, it's a little bit different. It's enough different that it's not the mad caddies. It is a collection of really great 
songs, especially as we go into summer. This is a summer vibes album. If you don't have it, if you haven't heard it, go out and get it, especially if you're getting into summer, not Australia, you're getting into winter, fall. You don't, you're not ready for this album yet, but everybody else check it out. (laughs) Uh, When this album came out, I, I didn't know this till just recently, Mike, they were poised to drop like another, the following year. Interesting. Which never happened. And in fact, they went on to say at the time when this album dropped that they were going to do five albums in five years. So really ambitious for a band that didn't do any of that. (laughs) I like their slacker attitude. (laughs) This is not the slackers. This is Elwood. They also have an active website that says on tour now. (laughs) 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 But the last post was in 2011. Uh, so clearly this is an abandoned website, but maybe they the tested positive. That, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I find funny about abandoned websites is like, like somebody's still paying for that somewhere. Like that's, that's coming out of somebody's bank account at some point. And, and nobody, nobody seems to to do anything about it is, it's just interesting to me. Uh, the band, however, officially broke up in 2020, according to the wiki. Um, oh, officially. Then, <laughs> officially. Yeah. After nine years of of waiting to get on that next one, which I think Chuck went on to do uh, that album last year with with a bunch of pals, which kind of was a sidestep from ska and more uh, a step into folk. I, I don't know. Uh, Chuck, Chuck and his friends, I think it was called. Something yeah, I think like it's that. Anyways, like that. that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Elwood. And I chose the song Walking Away. I love this album. So good pick. It was on my list, but I figured you yes. might pick it. Yes, I'm glad I went first then. You got an audible ready? No, it's it was on my list. I'm glad you I I decided against it because I thought you might pick it. Oh, see, now I'm curious, Mike. Do you say that when it is on your list and you've just got five more ready? Like the, you know, sitting nope. in waiting? No. Nope, this nope. this wasn't actually on your no, list. No, I can send you my list, my notes if you All don't right. believe me. I I don't believe you, but you don't have to do that. Fine, Nathan. Do you know, so when that came out, I was kind of under, under the assumption the caddies had broken up and they were getting- Yeah, that's what I thought too. And they were just going to do this and this is an extension of the caddies. Right. But then the caddies put out a good album right after this. Yeah. I was just curious if you had came across anything in the research. I didn't. There's very little about it. Um, even with their active website. Even with the active website. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, it is it is odd though, right? Like when, when a- when the lead singer puts out an album that, you know, is, is under a different band name with different members. And it's very similar to the style that they're already playing in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it does, it sends up suspicion flags mm-hmm. all around Mike red flags for everyone, but we got a good album out of it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, we did. We did. Maybe one day you can ask him. We did have his mom's number for a while. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much that could be said to that right there. Let's not. Okay. Mike, you're your number one? My number your, one. your first pick? My first pick is a band I've played on the on this podcast before, but somewhere in the beginning of these 78-ish episodes. So I'm sure 79, Mike. Yeah. 79. Sorry. The band is the Shorebirds. The album is It's Gonna Get Ugly. So the Shorebirds were a short-lived band featuring members of Jawbreaker and Latterman. 
and they put out one seven inch and a and I maybe a split before this full length. So I don't know if that counts. There was one song on the split, I believe, two at most. But they put out this album. It's really good. Then they broke up. Maddie famously moved on to form Reviver. And Chris went back to Jawbreaker. I, but I think he, Chris might be on the first Reviver album too, maybe. I'm huh. not sure. Uh, anyways, you can see the resemblance in the style. If you like Reviver, then you'll like Shorebirds. It's worth getting it. Base, it's, it's very of that same style. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite albums. So I still listen to it all the time. If you haven't checked it out, you should. And I picked the song Olympia Autumn Morning. You have woven an, an intricate tapestry with that storytelling, Michael. That was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> very, very interesting. Lots of names, lots of connections, lots of... There's a lot of connections there. Yeah, yeah. That whole like Olympia Wa Washington scene, I think, is pretty connected to... There's a whole bunch connected. of bands that come out of there. Yeah, indeed. Elwood walking away and Shorebirds Olympia Autumn Morning. Darling, what's the story? Are you losing touch? All the love I've been giving, well, it just ain't good enough. People have been talking, and I hear them say, Oh, that you've been thinking about walking away. Why you walking, why you walking, why you walking away? Why you walking, why you walking, why you walking away? Why you walking, why you walking, why you walking away? Hear what I say, give me one reason that you lied today Cause you tell me that you walking away Hey, hey Darling, what's the story? Are you losing faith? All the love I've been giving, well, it's right back in my face. People have been talking, and I hear them say, Oh, that you've been thinking about walking away. Hey, why you walking, why you walking, why you walking away? Why you walking, why you walking, why you walking away? Why you walking, why you walking, why you walking away? Hear what I say, give me one reason that you lied today Cause you tell me that you're walking away
All right, quick quick little shout out to uh I don't I don't remember the guy's name. What was the guy's name? Do you remember the guy's name? The guy from the jukebox romantics that that uh messaged us the other day? Well, he's not in jukebox romantics anymore. He was in the band, right? Yes. Just give me a second, I will tell you. All right. I'll I'll tee up this story first. So the last episode we do the the Easter egg episode great episode if you haven't heard it go check it out go download it it's episode 78 it's just one ago it's 79 minus 178 Easter eggs really good episode so a guy that used to play in the jukebox romantics one of my picks um he messaged us and said hey like super excited that I got to hear this song that I played on and and wrote maybe he wrote the song as well or sang on it sounds like he wrote it all right wrote sang and played on and he's like so stoked to hear the song and then you know he goes on to say so he liked putting like uh, little nods to like inspirations and and that's what this this whole easter egg was um and when when he was in the booth kind of singing along to this song the the engineer's like hey man like that's the that's the melody for uh call me al by paul simon you should just you should just sing that and so so they did they kind of rewrote the lyrics in the booth kind of thing and and made it fit anyways i just i love when we get those little stories like that because you know i mean i never expect anyone from any of the bands that we play to actually be listening to the podcast but when they do it's great and when they do and 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 just kind of give us a little bit more especially the easter egg one because it's like where did this come from? And it was just like this kind of moment that happened while they were recording. Uh, I, I loved it. I, so I just wanted to shout that out. Take a moment. His name is Bobby. Bobby. Bobby, thanks for... He was singing and for... playing bass at the time. Perfect. Thanks, Bobby. Yep. He's got some, some solo stuff out under the name Bobby Edge. So if you're looking for his stuff, might as well check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Pick number two. Michael, this is a band that has former members of Defeater and Verse in it. Ooh. You know where I'm going? No, I don't. Don't know? Okay. There's a little bit of chatter on the chat about this band, I don't know, a couple months back. Um, But I don't know if you picked up on it. The band is called, they just put out an EP, one single EP in 2018. I think they had a single before the EP. I'm guessing before, and it had one of the tracks on this EP. That was the single EP 2018. Uh, it's a self-titled EP, Death of a Nation. You know this band? Uh, it does not ring a bell. All right. All right. Well, here we go. There is zero from this band on their socials and the larger internet since 2008, uh, 2018 when this came out. There's nothing. They, they came out hot. They launched the EP. And then that's it. And then they went away. So this, this is the only one, and, and as far as I can tell, this is the only one to come. Uh, it's 18 minutes of just like politically charged, heavy songs complemented with, uh, with sound clips. I don't mean like sound clips from like movies and stuff like that. Like it sounds like, you know, sa- sound clips from like, you know. Um, Political speeches, that kind of stuff. Yeah, political speeches, that kind of thing. Yeah, it it kind of reminds me of Refused a little bit, which I know is like an easy thing to say when you've got like a an aggressive album, but like just more so like in the diversity of it and kind of the musicality of it. Like you know, Refused will like kind of 
like they're the way that the music is is presented and and the way that the songs are arranged like it's not just kind of like punch you in the mouth from front to back like it's very like kind of ebb and flow and and that's kind of what this record is uh is a little bit like um so yeah it's not like this kind of aggression front to back but it's it's just it's a really good album really good album uh just four songs uh but i encourage you to check it out uh death of a nation uh the song i chose is don't speak for me i'm sticking with my reviver connection for my next one oh is this is this an ongoing theme throughout is this something i should be aware of no but i probably could have done that because they have a lot of they do one-offs just one-offs yeah uh this is a side project of erica from reviver and David from Bad Moves and Spoon Boy. And the band is Somnia. And the album is How the Moon Shines on the Shit. I'm not sure if they've broken up. I'm assuming they have, but it was always a long distance project. So like I think it's been open an open-ended thing. Like they might put out another album, they might not. I don't know if they ever even toured it. Um when did it come out, Mike? You know what? I didn't write that down. I can't be expected like to figure this year, everything out. Or no, like, oh no, it's, it's 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 a good five or six years old. All right, five or six—that's a good buffer. Yeah, uh, it has the same sort of feel as Reviver, but it's definitely more indie rock. Like, there's a little bit more catchiness, less less in your face. Um, I just I love Erica's voice, so that's I'm I'm a sucker for anything that she's touched. So nice. Uh, instantly sold on it. It's. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's a long distance project, so we might get another one. I doubt it, but you never know. I'm still always trying to figure out whatever happened to Reviver, too, if anyone ever wants to fill us in. But uh, yeah, the, al- uh, the album's great. The song I picked is called The Double Life of Ed Claiborne. Who's that? Did you look know. into that? No. What do you expect? Ed Claiborne. Me? I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> I thought you would have looked into that. We should look into that, Mike. We could, we could look into that. We could wiki All right. that. All right, let's, let's do you think look S, into it. Do you think if we went through uh, Bing? Oh, of course, Bing's got it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bing, Bing's for all your solutions, right? Bing, the answer for all your internet questions. That's Bing. I don't think I've heard of this band before. And I feel like this is a topic where you would really shine, Mike, because you know a lot of these weird one-off sort of like like bands that just kind of pop up and then go away. Don't you? I feel like you know a lot of that. See, I felt like I did and I had a huge list. And then as I was going through, they'd be like, oh, they put out an EP or they had Mm. like, they had done something else before this or so a lot of bands I thought were one-offs had other releases that I didn't know about. So a lot of surprises for There was a lot of surprises in my research. All right. Good. Good. Death of a Nation, Don't Speak for Me, and... Somnia, The Double Life of Ed Claiborne, who we may find out about. Or may not. Maybe. Probably not. Could at the throat with a dull knife! And seven the head with time! While apocalyptic engineers and tyrants through the globe! A brand name cuts everyone in line! A lighting colossal fossil fuel mines And the death of our future Right before our eyes Trump cards and rich men don't speak for me You're a 
This next one, I feel like you were, you and I were both kind of excited for this when it came out in 2015. Um, like we were both, we were talking about it. I remember conversations. I don't remember what was said in these conversations, but I remember having them. Um, the band is a New York band. One EP, again, sticking with the EPs, one EP. And uh, the band's called The Red Owls. Do you remember this band? Oh, yeah, yeah. Members of the Ataris and Nightmares for a Week. The EP was called Do You Feel Any Better? And that was it. I, I remember being excited. It came out. It got followed up with a single like three years later. Uh, the single is called Checking Out, which obviously aptly titled. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, there was artwork for the single. And the artwork features Joey Cape in like a TMZ moment. <laughs> like he was being like, like it was set up to look like, you know, TMZ had just like grabbed him on the street kind mm -hmm. of a thing. And, you know, he was he was being interviewed just kind of like, you know, cold. Um, and it kind of looks like a screen grab from like a video. And like Joey Cape has, you know, had nothing to do with this band as far as I know. So, again, it, it was all just a little bit weird. But there was no video that I could find. No video no, of. No Joey, Joey Cape TMZ. <laughs> no, which was a little disappointing. I was I was hoping that was going to be a little something I was going to come across. But I didn't. Uh, Again, nothing on Facebook or anywhere else that the inter the uh, the internet provides uh, since 2018. So I think we're safe to say this band, this is their one and done. She gone. Yeah, done. Yeah, out, out. So that's it. That's yeah. that's all I have for you. The Red Owls. Uh, bad advice is the song. Were you excited? You you remember? Yeah, these I like, conversations. I like that that uh, EP. I believe. Like, I don't think it was anything to write home about, like, out of the ordinary, but it was good and sounded like, kind of like the people involved in it, and it was good. It held some promise. Let's say, can we say that? Is they, they have a cover of something, too, that was really good. I feel like that's the first thing I heard from them. But Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I could be making that up. I mean, somebody will probably say, oh, yeah, bad advice is a cover. <laughs> and I'll go, oh, <laughs> like what happened not too long ago, a couple episodes ago. <laughs> that episode we no longer speak of. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. I guess I should go, hey? You should go. You okay. should. You should. You should take the opportunity, Mike. The next album and band I picked is a band called The Coolies. The album is Uh-Oh, It's The Coolies. <laughs> Do you know this band? No, but it, I mean, that's exactly what I thought their album would be called. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a super group featuring members of the Muffs and the Figs, including the late Kim Shattuck. Is that how you say your name? Shattuck? It sounds right. Yeah. I, I'm number one for pronouncing things properly, so. No. No. Anyways, uh, the Coolies put this EP out in support of ALS, which Kim was privately suffering from at the time and later succumbed to. I believe she passed away before the album actually, or maybe like right after the album got released. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's yeah, it's a pretty cool album. All the proceeds go to ALS research and support. Um, that was the intention all along, and it continues even in all the repressings. Oddly enough, it, it features features a guest appearance uh, from Stevie Van Zant playing the theremin. Is that how you say that instrument? The yeah, theremin? that is. Yeah, yeah. On one of the songs, which I think is just kind of really odd. <laughs> 
because if you know the muffs that's what this band kind of sounds like is an extension of the muffs because they have right. sort of a sound right yeah 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 anyway it's a it's a great album if you ever get a chance to pick it up you should pick it up because like i said the money goes to als research which is a really horrible horrible disease and uh, i'm sure you know that kim passed away from it and the song i picked is uh-oh uh-oh off uh-oh it's We're the, the coolies. coolies. It's the coolies. It's the coolies. Sorry. Do you think the coolies is they're speaking of like the land formations that are in Drumheller? No. In, in the foothills of Alberta? I wish. No. They're, the artwork's very Archie's like. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like the font. Like is, coolies being like C O O L I E. Like we're cool. Yeah, like, like that. they're so cool. They're the coolies. They're the coolies. Okay. Like a gang okay. of cool kids. Yeah, right. From the okay. other side of town. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you get that reference? I got it. All right. Yeah, I liked it. All right. I liked it a lot. Um, okay, well, great. The Red Owls, Bad Advice, and... The Coolies, uh-oh.
do you like do you like a theremin? How do you feel about a theremin, Mike? Do you do you think it works in certain venues, or do you think it's it's like bagpipes? Do you like bagpipes? I guess would be my follow up question. Are you asking if I like the Dropkick Murphys? <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I'm right. not asking that. No, I don't know. I've got no strong feelings towards theremins either way. And yourself? I feel like I hate them, but like I do feel like they fit sometimes. Like it fits in a fishbone song. Yeah. Like I, I, it fit, I'm sure it, it does fit in the in the Cooley song somehow. So yeah, I'm, I guess I like it if it's if it's used properly. I, but I I don't think I like it. Like, I don't know. It it can be it can be an accent and that's all it should ever be. It should not be really an instrument that's used. I don't think it is. You know a lot of theremin themed bands? Well, somebody plays that thing. Like you can't just like walk up to a theremin and be like, I play a theremin. Like somebody you gotta know the, how to play it. Somebody plays the oboe, but it's not showing up everywhere. Hey, hey. No one plays the oboe. All right. Nobody. Oboe Joe says otherwise. <laughs> I thought you were going to say accordion, and then that was going to lead me down. How no. is Harry Potter playing Weird Al? <laughs> <laughs> and looking cool. Right? Like, I can't wait to see that movie. Yeah. It's, it's going <laughs> to be good. It? Yeah. yeah? Yeah, it's going to be good. That's it? It looks good. That doesn't sound excited, Mike. That sounds like barely interested. I sent the trailer in our group chat. <laughs> so... That implied interest. <laughs> well, the implication was null and void by your lack of excitement here and now. I'm excited. That's as excited as I get. This one I know you didn't pick. And I think you got on me for playing a lot of um, a lot of bands that surround this musician that I'm about to disclose in my pick in, in the early days of this podcast. But a lot of those episodes you can't even get. Like, those are... Those are like NFTs now, those episodes. <laughs> NFTs that no one wants. So like man, cryptocurrency. That's what, that's what an NFT is. That is the definition of an NFT. Uh, I'm putting this out there to you because I, I, don't, I don't want the first thing to, that you say to be like, oh, you play that all the time because I don't. Okay? Okay. All right. I played it on episode two and episode 25. That's a lot. That's it's twice. I'm more impressed that you did the research. Well, yeah, I looked. I just right. man, it's not hard. All you have to do is go to the website, and if you're on a Mac, you just go Command F, and you can type in searches on the website. Do you know I, that? I didn't. Well, you could. You should start doing that. I, I and just you won't have Bing. duplicates. Bing for all your search needs. I'm just gonna get into it. It's the seven degrees of Stephen Edgerton. Egerton, Edgerton, one of the two. Um, again, this is an underrated album. I've talked about it before. I'll, I'll say it again. It's an underrated album. It's a paper and plastic release. For those of you who don't know, Stefan Edgerton, Egerton, Edgerton. I don't know. We should decide on one. Uh, you go with what you, what you know. Egerton. I'm going to go with Egerton. All Stefan right. Egerton. Uh, he wrote the music for this album. He played all the instruments and then he invited his pals and associates to sing on it. He's from the descendants. He's from all. Um, 
and and it's just it's it's a great album. I, I love the the idea of this album. I love the execution. I love who we got to sing on this album. And like despite the fact that there are many different like each each track has a different vocalist, despite that fact, it still sounds like a very cohesive record. Um now I'm I'm not name dropping, but I did talk to Stefan at at Fest when I saw him there. Um we were talking mostly about hairstyles and um <laughs> You know, just like razors and stuff, right? Were you guys like, like, this is the kind of bomb I use on my head on a sunny day? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. what kind of, are you like an SPF 40 kind of guy? Or like, you use a four blade or a five, you know, like, Do you just want a things polished like look? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so we were just chatting with them and like, I'm a big fan of this album. So I was like, is is there more to come? Do you have like, do you have one ready to go? And he's like, well, it's definitely in the works. You know, I'm working on the music for it. You know, I've got some guys in line that are going to sing on it, all different guys. And that was, that was many years ago. I, I don't know how many years ago that was, but at least six years ago and nothing. So I think it's fair to say that he's, he's moved on to other projects. There's, there's no follow up to date. I, I, I don't anticipate there's going to be one, but it, Great songs, worth a listen. Uh, the song I chose is Never Again, uh, featuring Bill McShane. You know who Bill McShane is, Mike? I do not, off the top of Neither my head. Neither did I. I didn't know who Bill McShane was either, but it's a great song. And Bill McShane sings on it. Who is Bill McShane? Well, Bill McShane fronts a band called Ultimate Fake Book. You ever heard of that band? Uh, I've heard the name, but I... Couldn't tell you what they even sound like. Well, I'm glad that you've heard the name. I'd never heard the name before. Uh, it looks like they kind of stopped putting things out in like 2003. But then all of a sudden, after a long break, they dropped a single in 2020. It's the year to drop a single after long breaks. People had a lot of time in, in quarantine to figure things out. I guess. I guess. So, Stefan Edgerton, never again, with our boy, Bill McShane. Can't believe you went to this album again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mike. I'm just kidding. So my next pick was a project that was apparently five years in the making. Uh, the band is Go White Bronco. Have you ever heard them before? Oh, yeah. Cool. Great choice. Thank you. Uh, Go White Bronco is a collaboration of Long Island musicians from bands like Iron Cheek, On the Might of Princes, Deep Pockets, Ancient Tongues, and Splurge. Uh, but it doesn't really sound like any of those bands except maybe Iron Sheik because the vocals. Uh, it's a more solemn acoustic album. But like I said, the vocals are done by the dude from Iron Sheik, so you kind of know what you're getting vocal-wise. Uh, as far as I know, they haven't done another album. There was originally a single for Life as a Monument off this album, but it was more of a demo. I think there was only, like it wasn't even a full band as compared to the version that's on the album. Uh, but yeah, the album is called Population Ghost Town. It's really good. Like I said, it's different. It's acoustic. It's more along the lines of folky, like atmospheric music, I would say. And I really like it. And the song I picked was the one I talked about before, Life is a Monument. It's also a weird, odd nod to OJ Simpson. Yes. <laughs> Which I didn't think of right off the bat. I was like, go white Bronco. That's an odd name. And then you think on it a little. Yeah. It's just, that's a, it's a it really it's makes an, you think. It's a strange pull. Do you remember where you were when, when the white Bronco chase happened? 
I don't remember where I was when, but I, I was obsessed with it. Like we were in junior high school and like every English project that we worked on, every video project, health project, like anything we had, we worked on, we somehow tied it back to the OJ Simpson trial. I, I don't know why, other than the fact that we were just like obsessed with it. Well, <laughs> that's such a disapproving dad look that you just you just handed out <laughs> the head shake. And I was going to ask you if Juice was involved, and then oh, I, of course he was. Yeah, well, I guess you he was the a, ringleader. He'll get the nickname Juice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I I was having a birthday party at my house. A typical junior high birthday for yourself. Party. Yeah, junior high birthday party. What's like playing sp- playing spin the bottle? Uh, maybe I don't recall this. Yeah, all right. But uh, it was we were watching the basketball game because I believe it was the NBA Finals at the time. I believe the Houston Rockets. Maybe watching a basketball game at a birthday party, dude. I was. Did like, your parents not set anything up for the birthday party? My parents weren't there. It was a party. <laughs> So you were watching the basketball. Yeah, well, Houston could have been in it that year. I think it was Houston for some reason in my head. Anyway, and it cut to this, and then everyone was obsessed with that part. It was pretty insane. I still like remember exactly watching it and ruining my party. Stupid OJ. Nobody did he ruin people's lives, but he ruined my party. Just one <laughs> I more. I demand compensation. <laughs> one more checkbox. Do you think he's got any trophies I can steal? Wow. <laughs> Wow, you just leveled up, Mike. Yeah. Seven Degrees of Stephen Edgerton, Never Again, featuring Bill McShane and... Go White Bronco, Life is a Monument. Spread out and keep up, cause I'm running now. Circles around you, the circle's been built up. Don't count it down, the speaker's about to Warning. 
dropped all my benefits Denied me my medicine Is this punishment? Thanks to everyone who's been listening and for the great list from the last episode. Definitely cool to learn about some of those Easter eggs, specifically the Voodoo Glow Skulls one. <laughs> if you haven't what a checked story. Out, if you haven't checked out that story, please do. Um you can find that on the Instagram. On the Instagram. That's how cool I am. Or on our website. Probably our website's a better place to plug than I don't the think Instagram. It's there. Yeah, I, well, I have not put it up yet, maybe. No. Yeah. So don't promote the webs. No one goes to websites anymore. The only people I, that go to websites is you and I looking for these bands, and they don't even they don't even monitor them since 2011, <laughs> Mike. Elwood's making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> They're still planning their tour. Yeah. It's on. Anyway. <laughs> They're on tour now, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, super interesting stories. Thank you to everyone who sent the list. If uh, if you have lists for any of our episodes, please send them in. We'll post them up on our website that no one looks at and the, our Instagram site, which people sometimes look at. Uh, thank you for listening. If you listen to us on Apple, please leave us a nice review. Please share this podcast with your friends because it's always fun to hear about it from other people. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't know. You got anything else to say? Oh, yeah. Check out our Instagram on Fridays. We post... Uh, music picks from our collections for you to check out if you still need more music suggestions from the two of us maybe you do maybe you don't um but yeah let's hear that last pick i think that's it all right that's it that sounds good and fuck you sam roberts (laughs) mike you can't say that i can say what i want (laughs) i'm gonna censor you fuck you nate (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm going out i'm going out on the slow and steady mike i'm i'm taking a page from your book and, uh, and, and this is the, this is the, uh, I don't know the, the easing out of the episode, let's say, um, I don't know Love if you it. know this, I don't know if you know this or not. This song reminds me of a song that you played many episodes ago that I still listen to. I love this song. Uh, this sure as hell ain't my life by Billy the kid. I really like that song. Uh, this is not that song that I chose, but it, it reminds me of that song um, the band is called The Both. Do you know about The Both? I don't. How do you even spell The Both? Like B-O-T-H? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a self-titled record. Um, it's kind of indie rocky, folky, rock band-ish. Um, it features Ted Leo and Amy Mann. Oh, cool. Which you may know both those people. I do. All right. So for those that don't know, Amy Mann recorded songs for Magnolia. That was what gave her probably her most notoriety, which earned her some Grammy and Oscar nominations. Uh, she has links to Ministry and Rush. I don't know if you knew that, Mike. Links. Links that to I both didn't know, those bands. She's an indie rock darling. Yeah, she was in a bunch of bands that I'm not familiar with. Um, she also was, or maybe still is, married to Michael Penn, brother to Sean and Chris. Look at you, you, Mr. TMZ. Look at me. I checked out the wiki today. Um, Ted Leo, you may know him from Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. And Ted Leo was like kind of one of those dudes where I'm like, okay, so where, how how did you get woven into punk rock? Well, he came up through the New York punk scene of the 80s and 90s and is a founding member of Citizens Arrest. You ever heard of that band, Mike? Uh, No, but I do know that. 
that oh, fact. You know, you know that fact. But I don't think I've ever heard Citizen's Arrest. I just, I came across Ted Leo. Like, I'd always heard the name Ted Leo. But yeah. Once I started liking the Hold Steady, I got really into Ted Leo. Okay. There you go. So, the both. Um, I, mean, I didn't know this existed. That's awesome. I, I do enjoy both of them. I like Amy Mann a lot, too. You do enjoy the both of them. I like, yes, the both. Yeah, the but both. Not, but we'll find out if I like the both. Yeah, they both have really, really great voices um, that really complement each other really well. Um, like it's a it's a polished record, um, but it's it's got a lot of great songs on it. So the song that I chose that reminds me of the song that you once played, Mike, is called "You Can't Help Me Now." Cool. On the topic of that song, uh, Billy releases a lot of stuff online, uh, and has like uh, she does like a. 30 covers in 30 days thing. That's pretty oh, cool. cool. If you ever get a chance on YouTube to check it out. And I believe she's releasing an album like this year again. So she used to live here in Calgary and then moved to Vancouver or was originally from Vancouver, came to Calgary. And then now she's in Alabama. I wonder what, what brought her to Alabama. If I had to guess, I think a relationship. Hmm. Anyway, check out her YouTube. She is her covers. She do. She does are awesome. And cool. they're like all over the place. I think the last three years she's done the 30 covers in 30 days or whatever. Can you buy and download them you on not. the, uh, I think you there's not, there maybe is a, a Patreon. Is that how you say that word again? I always forget. Yeah. Yeah. I think there might be a Patreon that she does where you can, but I've never done that. Yeah, I, I'm Patreon not a big fan thing. of those things. I don't know why I feel like <laughs> put it on an album. I'll buy your album, but I don't yeah. pay extra for some, ex- I get why people do it. I mean, you got to hustle any way you can in the music industry these days, but I just never been a fan of that. Like, if you want to give someone some extra money, just give them some extra money. I don't, I don't need a carrot. <laughs> Mike, carrots are good for your eyes. Sounds like a Sam Roberts kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe Jack Johnson. No, he's more of a pancake guy, right? He's into pancakes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where this comes from. It's just me being a jerk. <laughs> He's more I think you're more of a pancake guy. I like pancakes. I don't like pancakes that much. Really? I'm more of a French toast guy. What don't you like about pancakes? I don't I don't not like pancakes. There are certain pancakes that I don't like. Like it's gotta be almost burnt and like the middle has to be cooked all the way through. Who doesn't want them cooked all the way through? That's gross. That's like food poisoning waiting to happen. It's not that they're not cooked all the way through, they're too soft in the middle. So you want like a McDonald's pancake? I want it to be a little bit dense and I want it to be like cakey, you know? Like, what about a crepe? Do you like them? Yeah, I like crepes. Because I think some people refer to them as a German pancake sometimes. No, crepes are French pancakes. Oh, French pancakes. Sorry, you're right. Hence the term crepe. Crepe sounds very French, not. All right, Mike. All right. What's your last pick? So my last pick is a, it's an odd pick for the podcast. It's not completely off brand, but I might get some flack for this one. To put it in perspective, I once had this album in my car when I was driving home with a bunch of dudes from hockey. And one of the guys in the passenger said, this is the worst music I have ever heard in my life. Can you please turn it off? Wow. <laughs> I turned it up. <laughs> and said he didn't know what he was talking about. He's a hockey bro, so don't, I don't put much stock in that review. The band is Waves of Fury. Have you ever heard them? No. They are a self-proclaimed vampire band. Or something along those lines. Are we just playing vampire songs at the end of the podcast from now on? No, but is that I, what should. It is? I should. The music is a blend of Northern Soul, Garage, Goth, and Punk. It's super sloppy, 
but somehow polished, which sounds insane when as I'm reading it. But it, I don't like it's almost Murder City Devils esque, but with like way more soul. Hmm. So like it's or like Iggy Pop. If Iggy Pop played in a Northern Soul, I don't know. It's weird. Um, the lyrics drift in and out with tales of vampirism, living in torment, greed, and heavy drug usage. They did have a seven inch before, but these songs are on the release and it's super hard to find out what happened to them. Like there's a lot of reviews on this album and it's a mixed bag. Some people were like, this is the greatest thing. And other people were like, this is shit. <laughs> uh, like your, your hockey buddy. Yeah. But review wise. So, um, I just, I couldn't find out what happened to them at all. Like it's like they dropped off. There's no websites. There's no like reviews of shows or anything. It's just like they just disappeared. So, my only guess is that Blade or the Frog Brothers found them. Or maybe they're still chilling in some old hotel eating Chinese food and drinking blood from gothic wine bottles, Lost Boys style. Could be it. They could just broke up. Maybe the vampire thing wasn't wasn't working for them. Uh, anyway, this album always struck me as something super interesting. And I'm hoping maybe somebody else out there will like it more than that hockey guy. Uh, the song is called the killer inside of me and the album is thirst your, your little vampire story made me think of uh so i was listening to that vagrant podcast earlier today and it was the alkaline trio bit on the va- on the vagrant podcast there's this bit where they're talking to is it Derek grant does that sound yep, right the drummer, drummer. yeah yeah former so drummer talking- suicide machines right yeah, yeah. He just did the first album, just mm-hmm. the one, I think. Um, anyways, so they're talking to Derek Grant and he's talking about like how they, you know, the the trio kind of evolved into wearing like wardrobe as he classified it, um, which, you know, is not a lot. You don't hear a lot of punk bands talk about wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was talking about some of the wardrobe that that alkaline trio was doing kind of as they were like finding their way um through kind of you know some some of these kind of you know darker concepts let's say and so he started wearing um like a priest's shirt you know like with the collar and everything like he 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 had gone out to or you know ordered it from like a a a church site or something like that you know had it tailored Mm -hmm. and so he's wearing this like that's what he wore, you know, playing the show. I feel shows. like it's on one of the albums. What's what's the album with them in red? Kind of like, oh, Good Morning. Yeah, I think he's. I think that's all, that. It's what he's wearing on the Good Morning one. Could be. So he's talking about this this shirt, and you know that that's become his thing, right? Like that's what he that's what he wears is this this priest shirt. And so they're touring with with My Chemical Romance, and <laughs> My Chemical Romance is you know pretty big. Like they're opening for My Chemical Romance and mm-hmm. at this stage in time. And so Gerard comes up to him and says, Hey man, like that's you know, really cool shirt. Like, you know, night after night, he's like, I really like that shirt. And so, you know, they get to talking one night and Gerard's like, Man, can can I just try it on? And he's like, Yeah, I mean like I had it tailored for me. So it's like it, it's it's supposed to fit me. But like, yeah, you can try it on. And so he goes off with it. And then ends up wearing it on stage that night. <laughs> and like the next day in all the magazines, it's like punk rock priest and like just <laughs> photos everywhere. This guy's been wearing this for months and one night of Gerard Way wearing it and it's everywhere. And then he finishes off this piece of the podcast. He's like, never got that shirt back. <laughs> That's a so great just, story. <laughs> Way to go full circle on that podcast thing. 
Thanks, pal. All right. The both. You can't help me now. And waves of fury, the killer inside me. Stay cool and be excellent to each other.
Oh, no, wait. Bruce Springsteen or... Yeah, that's what I said. Bruce Springsteen, right? You said Bon Jovi. No, he's in the E Street Band. Stevie Van Zandt. Now I'm, now I'm questioning myself. E Street Band? Both of those bands are from New Jersey. He's a very ugly guy, so I'm sure you, if you saw him, you know who he was. That's not nice, Mike. Bruce Springsteen. You're saying Bruce Springsteen is an ugly guy. No, I'm saying Stevie Van Zandt. Mike. Bruce Springsteen is a very attractive man. He is. Then why Stevie are you Van Zandt, him? when he was younger, might have been, but now he's kind of like old dude wearing a bandana. <laughs> so he's a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of have a wrestler look to him. <laughs>